The other day, I walked into the Four Seasons, and I was looking around these beautiful flower arrangements, and I just blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Then I walked into another cool restaurant, another flower arrangement that was amazing. I was like, I wonder who does these around the Baltimore City area. Guess what? I found the people who would do it. And the next voice you'll hear on the No Pixel Dark podcast is the company that does a lot of things around Baltimore and beyond. No Picks After Dark podcast is sponsored by Open Works Baltimore. Enrollment for Maker Camp at Open Works is now open, offering half-day experiences for kids ages 8 to 12 in digital design, drones, and sewing. Maker Camp is a great way for kids to explore their creative side this summer. Sessions run July 11th to August 12th. Scholarships available. Learn more at www dot openworksbmore.org backslash youth dash programs backslash welcome to the no picks after dark podcast i'm your host aaron dante we have a great show for you today folks you know we're celebrating women's history month and we keep keep the ball rolling today we have a really amazing guest that really we've been trying to make this happen for a while and we finally made it happen Miss April, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good, good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a good time. It's a good time. So, we're here, and I, I'm so happy you're here because Flowers and Fancies, okay? That's the company you work for. Tell me a little bit about them. Okay. So, we um, have been around since 1971. Family-owned business. Um I unfortunately am not part of the family, but I feel like I have been because I've been there about um, eight years, going on almost uh, nine. Uh, we service all of Baltimore, Central Maryland. We offer same-day delivery, and uh, we're open seven days a week, which a lot of people don't know. Hard to find um, those places last minute. And that's and in the beginning, when I was talking about going different places and whatnot, you guys do a lot of flowers around the Baltimore area, like restaurants and hotels. Correct. And you Four Seasons is one of your main clients, correct? Uh, yes, we've been there seven years, uh, 52 weeks every Thursday. If you want to go check it out, there's a new arrangement. Wow. So, I mean, a lot of people are probably going to ask about how this even happened, but let's get a little quick background about you before we even get into all everything else. Okay. So, are you from Baltimore? Like, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, not originally. So I am a Sabra. I was born and raised in Israel and moved here in 1989. Okay. Okay. So you've been here since 89. So again, like you got here and where did you go to school? Did you go to school in this area or did you? Yeah. Um, I went to, um, Owings Mills high school, uh, graduated in 95. I'm dating myself. <laughs> and then, um, I went to the art Institute of Philly and I have a degree in um, visual communication and a minor in graphic design. Nice, nice. So, you know, moving here and whatnot, what was your favorite childhood memory? Is it, is it in Israel or is it, is it here? Uh, when I think of childhood, I definitely think of back home, which would be Israel. And uh, favorite childhood memory would be spending Shabbat, which starts on Fridays at sundown through Saturday at sundown with my safta, which is grandma. Um, in Hebrew, um, Esther, my maternal grandmother, and being there for the weekend, smelling the food, I can smell it just talking about it. Now, now you wonder, what, what food was your favorite? If you didn't even think so about it. So we make this thing, it's like a 
peasants do. Um, we don't use electricity at sundown through Saturday at sundown. So it would go on like a hot plate. And so she would start preparing it on Friday. And then it would start to cook sometime in the evening throughout the night. So when you woke up in the morning, literally that's all you smelled around the house. And it's like potatoes and meat and chickpeas and eggs. That sounds so good. That sounds <laughs> like I'm hungry right now. That sounds amazing. So, you know, you went to college. And what was one of your first jobs out of college? So um, I got a job with Catalfa Advertising and Design, doing graphic design. I worked at student services at my college. And so I got dibs on any jobs that were back in Baltimore because the plan was always to come back. Um, my husband at the time was my boyfriend and he proposed, um, first semester in college to make sure that I come back home. So, um, I got really lucky and I worked there for two and a half years. Wow. Wow. I remember you and I spoke and you know, we did a tour of flowers and fancies and, um, you were telling me about just, I think you worked that, that for, was that job, was it the job you worked and you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. You felt like you didn't want to be there anymore. So that was a little bit later. Um, uh, I worked at two places, uh, one, two and a half years, one for six years. And then I got a job at a dental consulting firm in their in-house, um, design office. And I was there for six years. I was 30 at the time, three children. And I really just felt like I can't do this anymore. I sat behind a desk no interaction with people and I love people. It fills my tank. So I was like, I'm going to find something else to do. And my husband said, quit. We'll figure it out. Wow. Wow. Cause I mean, just speaking with you, you are a people's person. You're really definitely. good. You can work the crowd and just mingle and talk with anybody. So I definitely agree with that. I always tell people, people are my drug. They just like being in this climate with the pandemic, it was like a stress for me. Yeah. How about yourself just being the pandemic? Oh yeah. It was like, I went from a hundred percent social out, um, interacting with people to zero literally overnight. And I always explain it. Like for me, networking doesn't feel like work because I enjoy it, but it's also one of those things when you're on empty and going to the gas station and filling your tank up interactions with people do that for me. I know it's crazy. I'm a hundred percent extrovert. So I guess when that job ended, I mean, you were like, you left. What were some of the things that were going through your mind? You were like, you know, I, I'm not happy. I need to find something that makes me happy. Like, what were some of your goals you were looking for where you're like, that would make you happy in a nice position to, to where you are now? Well, you know, being only 30, I felt like I still had a lot to learn. So feeling like you're in a box where every day is the same thing and repetitive, I wanted to make sure that whatever career I chose next, I would find joy in it. We spend so much time at work, and I think it's important above anything else is to enjoy what you do every day, not dread going to work. Now, is every job 100% perfect? No, but if 90% of it makes you happy. Um, so really, that was my goal, like find something that fits with personality, with um, learning new things, being challenged. Now, how long did it take you to find Flowers and Fancies? Like, how, like, did you know about them before? Or was it one of those, like, you know, it was like you tripped upon somebody, knew somebody? Or how did that work, find, how did it happen? Tripping over them is probably the best way <laughs> to describe it. Although I did go to high school with the owner's son. 
Uh, we graduated a few years um, between us, but I really wasn't quite looking for a new career at that junction. And I freelanced for Mount St. Joseph High School. I worked for a woman out of her house, an Orthodox lady actually, who did a lot of freelance out of state, but my Hebrew really helped get me that job. She didn't have to teach me the traditions or whatever, and I could design in English and in Hebrew. Um, but Mount St. Joe had a big event and I needed to go out and find a florist. And I met with Flowers and Fancies, forgetting that I had known them from back in the day. And the owner, Eddie Wingrat, um, asked me how long I've been doing this and that he might have something for me once I was done with their event. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> exactly. So actually, that's a great pause we can do. And we'll get into that. We'll be right back, folks. Have these messages. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Seek's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be filled by Zeke's. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-watering cuisine from falafels to scallops and everyone's favorites, honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and for brunch, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Hartford Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store, and open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And folks, we are back with Miss April, and I'm so happy she's here today. We're talking about flowers and fancies. I'm so excited to talk about the business. Um, I went to visit the shop, and I was blown away. I, I didn't know how much went into the floral business, and she took me from Monday to th through Saturday to Sunday. What comes in, what goes out. It was an amazing, amazing sight. And hopefully, I'll, uh, when this comes out, I'll have some pictures and some videos of it, just so you guys get a little sneak peek behind the scenes. So, let's talk about Mr. Eddie says, hey, you want to come work for me? Take me from there. What, what happens? Yep. So, he offered me um, 
a job or an opportunity to come join the company, check it out. I have to say, I had to call and say that they didn't get the flower contract. Apparently, somebody that went to school there owned a flower shop and he donated the flowers. So even though I called and said, sorry, Eddie, the job's not yours, he reminded me that an offer was on the table and if I wanted to give it a try to join the company. So I, or we decided together that we were going to take a chance on each other. I started one day a week where I came in, shadowed Eddie, went to a networking event, he introduced me to people, learned a computer system. I knew nothing about flowers. I mean, maybe a rose and a sunflower. <laughs> That's about it. But really learned a system. Um, and then a few weeks had gone by and I enjoyed the job and Eddie enjoyed having me there. And he started to kind of drop the, okay, when are you quitting your freelance graphics and join our team? Um, that was a little scary. Like the thought of, you know, here I have a degree in graphics and I'm going to totally stop doing that to take on a job that I'm not quite sure um, the capabilities, if I'm going to love it down the road. Um, and I took a chance. And then a family thing happened. Um, my brother Gene uh, died in the line of duty in 2013. So a few months um, after I had started the one day a week um, and as anyone knows, when a big thing happens, it makes you sit down and reevaluate your life, your decisions. And I was definitely in that spot, you know, like um, life became more precious. And I knew that I didn't want to waste any more time doing stuff that didn't bring me joy and happiness. Now, let's be clear selling flowers doesn't save lives, but it does make people happy. <laughs> and um, I found that out very fast. And um, the thought of going back to an office job and not having the interaction um, weighed heavily. And it was a very quick decision that I was meant to do this. And I don't know that Eddie even realizes, but I definitely think like the job saved me. Like it gave me purpose. It gave me something fun to do. And um, yeah, it was a it was an easy choice. So you're about to make me tear up over here I because know, um, no, 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 because it it just what you're saying about your brother and just like one of the themes that I've had for this year, the podcast of 2022 is time is precious. You don't want to waste anybody's time out here. Don't waste your time. I've learned that from the pandemic of two years of being in the house. Um, I had a dog that just passed away who I've had for 12 years. Sorry. And it's not like you know your brother, but like it was like, no. a, it was like it's my family. It was family. And like you said, it for me, it rearranged everything for me. And it gives you time to think about, all right, what do I need to do? What, do, what's good, what can I do that makes me happy? And you reevaluate everything. So I just wanted to throw that in because that's, time is precious. And we can't get those things back. So when I tell people, hey, you want to come to the show, want to hang out, want to chat, let, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's time because time is precious. <laughs> and people always say, you know, I get the DMs. I get 50 messages a week. Can I be on the show? Wow. 50 times four is 200. It's 200 messages a month. I that's can't a get lot that of people. Everybody. So, <laughs> but this is your show. Enough about me. So- 
Eddie, so you, so you, like, I'm going to accept the job. I'm going to yep. go full force. Um, what was some of the biggest challenges you saw going into the job? Like, like that took you a little time to, you had the personality, you had the gift to speak, but what was some of the things that was challenging when you first started there? Well, one, convincing someone that networking and relationships is what makes the business. Um, trying to make people inside understand what the day-to-day was and why going out and talking to people was important and how you brought business in. Um, obviously learning all the flowers, um, which ones were in season, you know, all the ins and outs of the business that I didn't know at all. Like I had to learn it, but I think that's what I enjoyed the most. Every day was something different. I mean, there's so many different species of flowers and whatnot. Like, I mean, the educational front, I mean, how many years did it take you? And I mean, you're probably continuously learning, but the basics of like the roses and like the tulips and things of that nature. I mean, it's probably like you had like a whole season or a couple of years to figure those things out to be able to sell that product out there. I would say a good year okay. was a good foundation. I also sat in the front. So mm. I was answering phones and taking calls because that's where it really starts. And then once you take an order, it travels through the building through, um, you know, the designers, well, first the processing where flowers get cut, then the designer who makes it, then it goes to delivery, then you have a delivery person. There's so many steps and I can't do my job unless somebody else does theirs or everybody together. Uh, but sitting in the front was so valuable because you got to interact with clients and things came up that you might not know about. Um, I really loved it. My main goal of my job starting out was to be the client relations coordinator. So it was really facilitating relationships between clients we already had, but then also concentrating on going out and getting more business and bringing people who didn't know who Flowers and Fancies is, which is hard to believe since they've been in business since 1971. Um, And if you do the math, that's um, almost 51 years in the retail space, which is unheard of. You know, it's funny. I, I laugh. I, I joke about it with my friends. I, you know, I used to see Miss April all the time in all these pictures of people I knew. I'm like, who is this lady? Like, she pops up <laughs> everywhere, and all the same people I know know her. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I have not met her yet. And then I, when I, I had asked a mutual friend of ours, like, who is this person? I always see a picture. Oh, she does flowers and fancies. I'm like, okay. So I am guilty. I wasn't one of the people who didn't know anything about the floral scene. I didn't know anything about the company, but I had to do my research to understand what you guys did. And then going in there, again, thank you for welcoming me in to, to tour this facility. Oh, absolutely. It blew my mind to what you guys are doing in operations. And folks, if you have a chance, I mean, go over there. Go check them out. I mean, they have – we'll talk a little bit further about some of the cool events they have that I wish I went to recently. I missed, I missed it. But they have a lot of cool events um, that they go on. But all right, so networking – Getting your names out there. What was the key of that? Because I know you said, you know, you you got you were going, you guys are going out, but you guys are changing the way how you guys are getting out there. Social media is changing. You know, it's not old school, hey, let's talk, here's my card. It's more or less like my card is my 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 business card is my social media account pretty much now. Exactly. Because yours is visual. Everything's visual with you. Yep. How do you relate that to your companies that you try to deal with? How do you try to get them on that we are the company that you want to work with? 
Well, going back to the visual, right? Like you had mentioned, and I get this all the time, you know everyone, everyone knows you, we see you everywhere. Well, that didn't just happen. I mean, my first three years was literally hitting the road running. I would be out four nights a week. Anything I got invited to, if it had something to do with flowers or not, I was there. I recall one of my first events was a book for how to grow your business. And the ticket was like, I don't know, $35. And I went to Eddie and I was like, hey, there's this event. And he kind of looked at me like, what does this have to do with what we do? And I'm like, well, how to grow your business? I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of CEOs, people who own businesses, who are either starting out or already like there and want to grow it. So I went and I met the CFO of Agora and I ended up getting their account like literally a week later. Mm. Um, So networking is about building relationships it's making yourself known knowing what's around doing your homework about the people the businesses that are opening and um relationships i can't say it enough it's not about the sale it's not and most of our clients are repeat customers who trust us trust the product but above all it's the customer service that they come back to all the time and making yourself available to anyone um, at any time. It doesn't matter if it's a big client or a small client. Any sale is treated the same from a $75 to the thousands. It doesn't matter. Now, could you um, name a couple of your clients that you guys have in the city? I mean, and just I'm sure people in Baltimore probably like love knowing. How do those come about? Just Because I know you told me a couple of cool stories, and that was very unique how you – got, you know, spoke to that client. And I thought it was very fascinating because it goes back to something you, you said earlier. It's about relationships and building these relationships. And I always tell people, a lot of the work is not done at the desk. You have to get out and shake your hand, talk. I mean, I don't know if they give elbows now with, with the <laughs> pandemic. I don't know what they do now, but you have to get out. What are some, give us some stories about how you've successfully got some clients. Sure. So uh, one that we're probably most known for is uh, the Four Seasons in Harbor East. Uh, We've been there seven years, 52 weeks. Um, I don't have to do the math, but it's a lot of flowers. Um, When the hotel first opened, they wanted a city florist. Uh, We are, our warehouse um, is in Owings Mills. We are about 22 miles away. And they had a florist that was right down the street, but they their concentration was more um, weddings. And so they couldn't handle emergencies or VIPs. We were called to do those. So after a few months, when I got there, I was like, wait, we already do the VIPs, which is high end and what they really want. And the emergencies were not in the city, but why can't we do it? So again, a relationship that I had with the head concierge brought me in, opened the door for me. And then it was six months of back and forth. They came and toured and just like you were surprised about what you saw, they were shocked. Um, And then we got the account and we went from there. Another cool one is um, Bar One that just opened in Harbor East, um, right next to Uzo Bay. Um, I recognized, I I knew that Peter um, Thomas was coming to Baltimore. I, For those, Peter Thomas is off the Real, uh, was Real, House, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and um, I was at a Zoomie one night at a happy hour with some friends, and he was at the bar, 
and I decided to go up and introduce myself. He was very approachable. And I always say, you can read people. If I went up and he seemed closed-minded or like gave me this, like, please don't bother me, I would have walked away. But it was just like, hey, welcome to Baltimore. So excited to meet you. Um, and we just started chatting it up. And he mentioned that he loved orchids. Um, he also mentioned that he was going back to Atlanta and coming back um, next the following week. So I had a big orchid arrangement sent to the restaurant. And two days later, he called and asked um, if we can do his flowers. So again, it's taking chances, being in the right place, being open-minded that people are just people and um, they're approachable. And if you don't ask, you don't get. You're dropping some jewels and gems right now. <laughs> You're dropping, I mean, you Thank really you. are. That People don't understand the hustle. That's, that's the hustle right there. You are really savvy and you're like, you know what? Why not go up and talk to him? What, what's, the, what's the worst can happen? No, and keep yeah. moving. And I love that. And, and the hustle is important because I think so many times people see you doing the fun stuff, being at events, meeting cool people, right? All of that. And they forget that there is work, like it's work, um, but you have to do it. Like no one coming in hands you a list of all these clients. Like you have to go out and make them and then you have to follow up and then you want those clients to trust you. Um, and that's the relationship, but it doesn't open, happen overnight. And I also always tell people that everything works different for different people. We just found something that works for us and it's clearly working. So we're going to continue doing it, but it might not work for somebody else. I, I love it. Again, I, I love hearing these stories because I really think people who are listening to the show, you understand, and entrepreneurs out there who are trying to break into the industry or whatever they might do, you can apply this to anything. And that's what I like when Miss April's talking about is just anything, you can apply any of these tools, whatever you do. I'm listening right now and I'm taking mental notes like <laughs> what she's talking about. I me. Mean, I remember one thing you said was, you said so many amazing things, but you're like, it doesn't happen overnight. People don't see the downtime when it's really the real work, when the real work begins. Um, I just had two radio interviews last week. I had a live show and a show drop, you know, and people were like, wow, this is amazing. How are you doing it? Like, you're like, you don't see what happens at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at midnight. You don't know what happens at 1 a.m. You don't know uh, what happened right before a show happens. But then they, they see the finished product. That's all they do. Correct. And they don't see when you're calling back and forth, emailing, and then, it's always what we 24 call it, seven or a fire drill or we call it, we call it a fire drill. Oh yeah. Something happens and you're like, we need to get this right, right away before it gets too crazy. And has there been a situation? Can you tell us a little bit? Has, has, was there oh, has there been? Has yeah. There been where it's um, like there's a party or something happening and you had to like, you were say you were like doing something totally different day off. You get your phone rings. And you, and you look at that phone, you're like, I know this is nothing positive. <laughs> Tell us um, a little bit about that because I feel like, you know, a little sneak, sneak peek. A little sneak yeah, peek. yeah. So, I mean, the advantage that we have, uh, we are one of the largest florists in the area. We also have the largest um, selection, not only of the different flowers, but colors. Uh, we ship in internationally. And we are also positioned to help out hospitality that is most of our clients hotels restaurants anyone that really needs fresh flowers on a weekly basis you saw our cooler which by the way is open to anyone to come in during our business hours and shop by the stem and um we have enough flowers that if somebody calls last minute 
Um, one time we had, obviously there's sad moments, a funeral for somebody pretty big in the Baltimore area. And I think we needed like 2000 white roses. We made it happen less than 24 hours. Um, we had an event at the arena where Beyonce came in and she was, tr uh, throwing a surprise party for Obama's child. I don't remember which birthday it was like during her show. So the VIP room had to have like a flower wall and whatever. Again, less than 24 hours. We made it happen. Those don't happen every day, but we have the flowers should it happen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You heard that. You heard it here. She had Beyonce on the roster. Come on now. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And then what's even more impressive is they reached out to you guys. So they we, we did get that through a, um, an event planner, Stephanie Bradshaw. So again, it goes back to your relationships, right? The people that know you, that know that you can pull it off, trust you, the quality, and that you're going to come through for them. Um, so we don't do anything on our own. A lot comes from that. Um, being in every hotel and venue helps because the name is there. They see our product. You spoke about visual, right? Our flowers are everywhere in the city. We do the Ivy Hotel. Uh, we do... Um, no Way Rosé that just opened. We're in Center Club, Orioles, The Ravens, um, Caters, you know, Classic, Copper Kitchen, really everybody, um, which is nice. Um, so we do, I feel like, get a lot of those referrals. Now you had, now we had, we talked at the facility about something really important that you said that really blew my mind and it was really empower it was just really refreshing to hear this you said during the pandemic a lot of floral shops pulled together tell that story that you told me back when we were walking around yeah and i thought that was really impressive what you were telling me about i mean i've always felt that the floral community was pretty small and tight um even though my one question that i get all the time that sometimes makes me mad is you know who's your competitor i don't have competitors our competitors are other florists in the eyes of other people to me is everybody does something different and something different really well. Right. Um, we happen to do a lot of different things. We're not just a wedding florist. We're not just your everyday birthday anniversary sympathy, um, or events, you know, so being able to refer when we can't do something like if a wedding date is unavailable, we'll gladly refer to another florist that gives us the day-to-day -day business because they don't deliver everywhere in Maryland and we do or don't deliver same day. Um, but during the pandemic, um, the long two years, the nice thing was that um, purchasing vases became very difficult. Um, for some reason, things were just not available. Floral foam, I mean, crazy stuff that you use day to day. Um, and being able to pick up the phone and call another florist who is doing the same business as you and probably needs that product just as much as you do, say, I have a few extra, you can have whatever you want. And then when you have it back, you'll give it back to us. And I can think of four or five times where we've reached out and then they reached out to us. Um, and it was a beautiful thing to see. And I think more of that needs to happen. Um, I've always been somebody to say that 
competition is good and you want other people doing what you do because it makes you work harder at what you do. But we also don't sit there and go, okay, what is this person doing today? And what's that person doing today? We wouldn't be able to do what we do every day if that was our concentration. Everybody does something different. And you also, you talked about you pivoted with growing plants, growing flowers. Was it growing? So, no, we did um, herb sale. Yes, um, yes. A lot of people were at home yes. and they couldn't get out. So um, herbs were something that we had toyed with before, but you had to buy a certain amount. Did um, herb planters and outdoor floral planters because our flowers or I'm sorry, our plants are indoor only. Um, so that opened up another lane. We did subscriptions and then we have classes monthly at Flowers and Fancy and we take them on the road as well. Um, that was a big pivot for a year. We had to do them um, via Zoom. Uh, virtually and they were very successful so just like any everybody else we had to make adjustments to survive i mean i, I love it i love it i love it i love that to pivot because that's so important during the mm -hmm. whole pandemic my last question for you is what do you hope people walk away from this interview about flowers of fancies um well one all our capabilities again i'm not sure that everybody is aware that we were open seven days a week, that we offered same day delivery, that you can shop our cooler, that you can come join us at a class and be creative and fun. Um, on a personal uh, level, it's that it's never too late to find your passion, find something that you're really good at and not be afraid to make a change and do something that you really like. And I am eternally grateful to Flowers and Fancies for giving me that opportunity and um, I look forward to many more years. Those classes, tell us about the classes real quick. Okay, so yeah, every month uh, we offer a floral design class at Flowers and Fancies. Our next class is April 20th. It's a nod to um, Earth Day, and we're gonna teach people how to make um, a floral arrangement using mostly greens because they last a little bit longer. Bar Hill is our corporate sponsor, and they will be there um, with some cocktails for you to try. Um, we also take them on the road. So we just opened um, a date up for 30 because our spring class that we just had uh, with cut bulb flowers like hyacinth and tulips and daffodils sold out in 24 hours. We had 44 people. Wow. 24 hours, folks. 24 hours. That's crazy. Um, so we opened another one at the new Marriott Metro Center, and that is going to be on 330 at their location. Food and an open bar people all included. Um, hoping to sell out in the next week. <clears throat> Let's let, I'm going to try to get this episode out right, right away before it comes out. <laughs> it probably will be sold out already, but this episode probably sold out well but if not every month um the calendar is on our website registration typically opens a month out and we welcome you to to join us where can we find you guys on social media so we are on instagram <laughs> facebook twitter uh we have a great website that you can order on as well all right so are you guys tiktoking yet not yet i know everybody's doing it um I'm 44 people. I just can't seem to get into it, but soon. Okay. So speed round. This is my favorite part. Okay. Brunch or dinner? 
both equally. <laughs> I love to eat. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite place to eat at it? What favorite thing do you like at a breakfast plot? Oh, chicken and waffles, <laughs> Miss Shirley's. Sorry. My husband's a GM. So a little plug. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> Snowballs or ice cream? Ice cream. Uh, my dad used to own an ice cream shop by the beach. And I remember as a child going and helping and scooping out ice cream. <clears throat> Do you enjoy skiing or the beaches? Beaches all day. Okay. And what is the best advice you've ever received? Be yourself. I love it. I love it. Again, you hear her. You hear to hear, folks. It was an amazing episode. I'm gonna give me some flowers. I'm gonna put something in my studio, <laughs> brighten up because we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a reconfiguration of the studio and have some flowers and make it happen. So we have flowers and fancies in here. Uh, but we really appreciate Miss April for coming out. We really do. And um, well, I'll try some breakfast. I'm sure I'll, I'll, try, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it out. You'll <laughs> like it. I promise. Um, but again, thank you guys so much. Love, peace. We're out. Baltimore Fiscal Partners is a boutique CPA firm specializing in accounting and consulting services for nonprofits, small businesses, and with experience running nonprofits and small businesses, they know that there's not always enough time at the end of the day for you to focus on your finances, whether it's monthly bookkeeping or an annual audit, tax preparation, or consulting, nonprofit or small business. Baltimore Fiscal Partners provides full range or tailored solutions that keep your goals and budget in mind. Learn more about Baltimore Fiscal Partners online at BaltimoreFiscal.com or follow them at Baltimore Fiscal on Facebook and Instagram.